Welcome to the Dumb Dominoes Podcast. As always, it's Chase. Zach. And it's just going to be us two today. Josh has stepped out of the room. He's not too familiar with Stranger Things, so he didn't want to be a burden. And we were going to be talking about some major spoilers. Yeah, we're getting into the nitty gritty of it now. Today we're going to do episodes three, four, and five, even though I screwed up last (laughs) time and talked about some of three and four yeah we found out uh, four was also involved well that's what happens when you go netflix style and put them all out there and then you watch them all you lose track yeah but just to recap at the end of episode two we find fred murdered little nerd little nerdy fred (laughs) nerdy fred (laughs) i mean that's not a bad thing he's a nice kid he's smart he's annoying but (laughs) (laughs) he's annoying would you say people were happy that, you know, Vecna got his hands on for little Fred? I don't know, because, like, what bad did he do? He just, he... Well, he had a car wreck he, he that killed somebody. Wreck. Yeah, and he just kind of left. Yeah, so... I mean... Some would say Fred deserved what he got. Or, <laughs> I don't you, think You don't so. like Fred, do you? <laughs> I'm just... I like Fred just fine. He's, yeah. he's a nice boy. <laughs> but oh man we start in episode three and we have one of my favorite shots of the whole series you know I, a lot of people probably didn't even realize this but mm-hmm. as nancy got up on fred's murder she's already so deep into all this yeah and she sees all the cops and fred's body and she can't believe it she know she doesn't realize any of the upside down vecness the gravity of the situation yeah. And she turns, when she's the most confused, she turns around, car pulls up, out goes Steve, Dustin, Max, Max, and she sees them, and it's a, who you gonna call moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She knew it was Ghostbusters again. (laughs) Absolutely, like, this is the, this is how we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, she knew the supernatural was at work when the crew (laughs) popped up. Popped up. And then episode three, just, uh, it starts with the U.S. Army. You know, visiting Sam Owens and mm-hmm. basically, you know, like get him to talk per se. You mm-hmm. know, they wanted to know where Eleven was. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know all about the program, mm-hmm. and they, you know, that guy looked like a, a general of some sort. Yeah, um, I, Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan. Sullivan, and he he's uh, yeah. That that was another thing. He just. Drop the chopper right in the middle of the yeah. front, right in his front yard. And he's a man on a mission. Absolutely. <laughs> so he he's kind of pushing Sam Owens, who it doesn't really show him making a decision mm-hmm. at the time, but you know he makes a decision because the police arrest Eleven for that assault on it, Angela. On Angela. For def- self-defense. We're in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In my neck of the woods here in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. We call that self-defense. Yep. Or dealing with a bully. But in <laughs> California, it's assault. It's assault. <laughs> but she's taken out and she's crying. She doesn't know what's going on. Mm. And it's a sad scene. And Mike, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Yeah, he he's, he's trying to be supportive. But at the same time, it mm. feels like there's judgment on her. But right when she's yeah, right when she's being transferred, a bunch of Escalades just corner the vehicle on the side of the road. Oh yeah, and just just pits pits the yeah the the SUV and they pull everyone out and 
And you don't really know if it's the good guys or the bad guys because you know the Army's after Eleven. Sam Owens is... We know Eleven's important, but the thing is she doesn't have her powers. Yeah, so, so it's like, she can't defend herself either. Yeah. So she sees Sam and they go, you know, we've got you now. Mm. And... He's like, you can trust us. Mm-hmm. They take her to that diner where she orders... Pancakes? Waffles. Waffles. It's always about... Those ego waffles. Oh yeah. With uh, eleven, or Jane. Jane, what is Jane it? Hopper? <laughs> Come Jane. on, I'm trying to get into it. <laughs> so they sit her down and explains to her, we got this program, and we think we can get your powers back. And you know, she wants that more than anything. Yeah. So she agrees, and well, he did explain to her how Hawkins was in a lot of danger. Yeah. Which. He said, She's your been, friends are in danger. Yeah. The, the town is in danger, and we think you're the only one that can... Yeah. You're the best weapon against yeah. this kind of evil. And so they cut from that scene. Well, Eleven agrees. He said, he said we got to go now. And mm-hmm. she agreed. And so they go back to Joyce and Murray flying to Alaska. <laughs> and... This time they got out. The snow is blowing <laughs> yeah, all there over we go. them. The snow is blowing. And so we show them arriving, and then we go to Hopper on the chain gang, basically. Yeah, just hard manual labor out in the cold. It looks awful. Yeah. And so you're starting to see a little bit of the plan for Hopper and his escape. And uh, here's the thing: I didn't know he can speak Russian. He can. He was speaking Russian? Oh, well, yeah, he's kind of, he's picked up a little bit. Yeah, like, he was speaking it. Like, I just, he can quick. He can speak it like a third grade level. Yeah, I'm not saying he's fluent, but he can speak it. But that's it. pretty good, to be honest with you. Yeah, he picked it up pretty quick. So he trades that fellow inmate his, he wanted us to trade him a piece of bread. Yeah, to, uh, what, smash the the shackle on Yeah, his, just help him out. Ankle. So he has to give him his full lunch with... The soup. Everything. You know how bad that that well, had to be worth so much. Yeah, but working I mean, out in the cold. How well was that food in the in the end? Yeah, but you gotta have it. It's so cold, you'll I, die out there. I mean, yeah, but an American will, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in the eighties. <laughs> in the eighties. So he he bribes the man and he goes, "Do it now, do it now," and then just a hard scene to watch slams that sledgehammer into his leg. Oh, my God. And for him to just take it and be like, again. Again. It made me tense up. I was was hard to watch. I had my... "Mm," I was like, oh, God. (laughs) But he did what he wanted to do. He got that ankle broken. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So then he could slide the shackles off. But that comes a little bit later. Yeah. But basically, I think in that scene, that little sequence, we just established that he's got a plan. He he's he's making he's figuring his way out. Mary and Joyce are landing. They're gonna take Enzo the money. He's got his way to get to them, per se, or get to the plane, mm-hmm. or he. It's just laying the groundwork to me. Yeah, yeah. He's he's getting ready for like when the time comes. Mm-hmm. He's ready. So then we jump back to the crew who's combined a couple of storylines. We've got Robin back together with the the gang. Yeah. So we don't have to follow Fred and Nancy. 
the gang and then go out to California. Yeah. So we've condensed it down. And Nancy has this hunch to go see Victor Creel. Yeah, and they go to the library and they find information. Well, Robin finds the information. It was a about long this, shot. About this demonic yeah. killing at this house. And it was blamed on Victor Creel. And it's the same it occurrences that match with today. Yeah, and uh, when she was, you know, interviewing Eddie's uncle, that's what he said. He said, mm -hmm. you need to check out Victor Creel. Yeah. And so there's something that I found out a couple of days ago that I had no clue, and I should have known. I should have known. Yeah, yeah. Robin. Yeah. You know who Robin is in real life? Mm-mm. That's Ethan Hawke's daughter. Is it really? Yeah, and her last name is Hawke. It's like Samantha Hawke or something like that. Really? It's right out playing as Daylight. Her dad is still a major star. Yeah, he was leading man in Moon Knight, and he did great. Yeah. He was a cult leader. So that's Ethan Hawke's daughter. That's crazy. That he raised, not some illegitimate, you know, Yeah, like Jon Snow. <laughs> a John Snow. It's not a John Snow type relationship. But anyway, what do you think? I mean, that's pretty incredible. That was cool. I didn't know that. A little tidbit. Oh, I like the. I like that. I like that a lot. And she's good. So they go to the library and they get some documents. Yeah. And they kind of decide at that point that they're going to have to try to go see Victor Creel. Yeah. When they saw that one publication posted that it was like crazy ghosts that came in there. Yeah. It was like some off-brand newspaper that like reported on like UFOs or whatever. Just the weird stuff that no major publication would talk about. They're like, well, this one's demonic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what led them to Victor. Yeah. So they just... Just Nancy and Robin go to see Victor, and they're dressed up. Oh, yeah. They're looking completely ridiculous. They they're got the sun, like the dresses on. Robin can't walk in her heels. No, they're saying they're honor students at Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they they're at the certain teacher. Who, they're doing this for a report. They just uh, lie and charm this guy who's the warden of the ward per se. Yeah. And so they get down to see... He was an alumni, wasn't he? Of yeah. Of that school yeah. that they went to? And they said a name of a guy that he was friends with, and they were like, oh, God. Yeah, one of the teachers. And so they go down to see Victor Creel. No one's seen him in 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so they... Uh, he turns around to reveal he has no eyes. That was... It was creepy, man. It, it, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Turns out, you think Vecna took his eyes? No, he clawed his own eyes out. Mm-hmm. With a yeah, he ripped him out with a razor blade or something. Yeah, it oh just just sick. I mean, and the actor uh, who was playing a young Victor Creel, I did recognize him from Two and a Half Men. He's, oh, yeah. he's been in a few things. Okay. And so basically, uh, it goes from there, and we go back to the basketball team hunting down Eddie. <laughs> oh God, yeah, they're they're trying to find him so bad, and they're looking. Oh yeah, and, and at the end of at the end of two, didn't they find him? Didn't they find Eddie? Well, sort of. 
they kind of found that he was at Reefer Rick's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he had to skedaddle out of there to Skull Rock. Yeah. So they, they, they basically took, like, hit him off in some random house. Well, the whole time yeah. that Max was stuck in the Upside Down and they were trying to get her, uh, Eddie was trying to call on the radio, but nobody could hear him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, anybody, Dustin. Anybody. <laughs> I'm going to die out here. They're going to kill me. Yeah. So Lucas kind of abandons them. He's going to take the side of his friends. Mm-hmm. He's noticed that they're just, they're crazy, you know. Jerks. And he can't be part of the clan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However you want to take that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> Max is having some some serious symptoms of yeah, Vecna's she, curse. She said, uh, what was it, that Chrissy experienced all that stuff a week before. Yes. And then and Fred, Fred experienced it six days before, and she was experiencing it five days. Yeah. So, it's like once the, the symptoms start a week later. You're done. You're killed. And I, I think I heard it was 24 hours after you see the clock. Yeah. And she's seen the clock in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And they, she saw that because they broke into the school because every student that died had seen the counselor. Yeah, so they went to go find something on the counselor, like talk to her, figure out what was happening. And they got a, uh, they basically got the key to break into her office at the school. Mm-hmm. And they found out that every single victim was suffering from PTSD symptoms. Yeah. They found out everybody was suffering from PTSD. They had something in their past that Vetna could expose, leech on to them. And then, kind of the end of the episode, I got a little ahead of myself. Max sees the grandfather clock. Yeah. And you, you got this bad feeling. You know, no one's escaped it. No. And everyone loves Max, and you think to yourself, "It's over. This is it for Max. She's done." And I was I was feeling that that like yeah. pain and dread. Like no, I don't want I don't want to lose Max. We can't lose Max. She's had a hard time this whole season. The whole show, yeah. she's had it rough. So that's the end of episode three, and I, I can't. I'm glad that it was all out at the same time because I wouldn't have been able to wait a week after that. Mm-hmm. But man, I tell you what, if this show would have been weekly, you would have been chomping at the bit you yeah, would have been for that next episode yeah you would have been some of the endings of these episodes are so much cliffhangers oh yeah mm. so I guess we get into chapter 4 my favorite your episode favorite episode of, of, of all time one of the most powerful episodes of all time I absolutely loved it I loved it too and chapter 4 dear Billy dear Billy and I miss Billy. You miss Billy. We all miss Billy. I don't think anyone else likes him but me and you. <laughs> what I see online and the Twitter trolls. Oh, no. Come on. Yeah. So this one starts out with Joyce and Murray delivering the ransom payment to Enzo's contact, Yuri. Yeah. <laughs> Yuri is such a character. Yuri. Oh, no, no. Just a kidding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's I, Italian, but... <laughs> hey, it's like, hey, hey, you people are, are, you know, are horrible or whatever. And then it's like, oh, he's serious. And then he just bursts out into a weird wheeze, wheezing laughter. Yeah, he says, oh, the plane. I'm just kidding. This guy's a complete jerk. He's a nut job. He's a nut job. <laughs> he wants to count all the money. 
And then forty thousand dollars wants yeah. to count it all out. And as he's counting out, you feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So this is when they cut to Hopper getting mm-hmm. the shackles off of his leg, and he sees his moment. Yeah, he he goes to he breaks a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, I need to go grab a new one from the the shed." And he attacks. I mean, he keeps having to fight these officers, these guards in the shed. First of all, that off that first one that he fought in the shed. That was a great fight. That was an amazing mm-hmm. fight. Like I didn't feel like anyone had the upper hand until Hopper got, you know, until they got near the end. It was like, oh, Hopper's making it. I, I really Hopper didn't do it. I really didn't know if he was going to get away or not. I mean, that's kind of the the fun of it. Yeah. And when he blew that place up with that dynamite, I was like, this is it. This is it. He's getting out. <laughs> He's got it. And when when the place blew up, everyone was rushing back to try and figure out what was going on. And you see him bolt for that snowmobile. But I'm going to tell you, this is what I thought. Mm-hmm. I was a thousand percent sure on this. When he was riding the snowmobile up the hill. And they were, and they were all shooting him. I thought he was going to get fatally wounded or wounded in a so like I get shot in the shoulder he was gonna get shot in the shoulder or the arm and then it was gonna be like could Murray could you know could they can Joyce they can him? they find him before, before. he bleeds out and yeah. dies for some reason I was just obsessed with that yeah. I was like he's gonna get hurt he's gonna get shot that's what I thought was gonna happen you did too yeah yeah but then he gets over the hill and just zooms off yeah, and, and to hear the uh, other prisoners just start cheering for him. And when he gets to the <laughs> contact location, Yuri's uh, church per se. Yeah, it's a church. Church. Yeah. And uh, he starts eating the peanut butter. And he sees a whole bunch of was it Jeff? Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff peanut butter jars. Mm-hmm. And everybody takes a big sigh of relief because we had just been through a huge action sequence. Yeah, and it's just like oh peanut butter. And as soon as you feel good about it, they go back to Yuri. And he says, you know, what's more valuable than ransom? To Americans, to the KGB. Yeah. And you were like, oh, no. And then out of nowhere, you see you see uh, Joyce start getting woozy. From, mm-hmm. And apparently he put something, slipped something in that coffee. And, and you out, see out Murray. Murray's just passed out on the couch. And Joyce is like, oh, no, it's over. And Hopper hears a big... Uh, Noise outside, dogs, soldiers. And then we cut to uh, Enzo, and he gets a phone call. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to uh, Yuri. And Yuri explains to him that he basically double-crossed him and sent him on his death warrant. Yeah, you sent him for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I did you expect anything different from Yuri? You know how much more money he's going to make? Turning Enzo in, the reward for getting Hopper back, the KGB's money for two extra Americans. Plus the forty grand that they paid him to Oh yeah, and then he just stole forty grand, so he got that anyway. Yeah, so he, he's got four prisoners now under his belt and forty grand. I mean it's a good day for Yuri, let <laughs> yeah. me tell you what. He made the, I mean if you were in his position, would you have done the same? Mm, it'd be tough for me, man, but he was already gonna make some, what ten twenty thousand. Yeah, I mean, off the deal. Right off you the gotta deal. have a reputation. Mm-hmm. Nothing. A man's got nothing but his word <laughs> in this world. <laughs> yeah. 
So Hopper, he gets uh, mm -hmm. taken in. Oh yeah, he looks for the he looks messed for up. the audio listeners. We just saw a shot of Victor Creel's eyes, and it's one of the most demonic, scary things I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's. Can you put that away? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're releasing some bad energy in here. <laughs> so then Hopper gets escaped and you uh, he gets captured, captured again. And you, you're just starting to feel like there's he'll, no hope here. He'll never get out. He'll never get out of this <laughs> Russian prison. And I think it's important to bring this up. Because I, I started thinking about this. Okay. And no one, I haven't heard anyone talk about this. I'm the first one. So the show is set. In March 1986. Okay, yeah, yeah. And just go with me on this. Hopper, he's in the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. Like in the middle of it, right? Yeah. March 1986. Well, in real life, what happened in April 1986 in the Soviet Union? Was that the fall of the. No, Iron no. Curtain? It's an event. I don't know. I can't remember. I'll give you a hint. There's a big time TV show, show on it. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. So not only oh, not wow. only are they running out of time to save Hopper, they're running out of time to avoid radiation poisoning. Yeah. If you're in the I got if you're in the Soviet Union in April, like it's about it's, you're dead. Yeah. It's over. Like people in Europe, people in Europe were getting radiation signs. Yeah. Of radiation poisoning. The surrounding countries, the water, the wildlife, everything. So they wouldn't know at the time. But if we look at history, and I don't see anything from Stranger Things that's like its own universe. They're going by America. I mean, they're going and by the Soviet like Union. Some actual. Yeah, I gotta believe that it's in our universe. Yeah. It's not some kind of like Marvel. It's just like the hidden side of our yeah. universe that no one talks about. I, I have the feeling we're not in a fake universe like Marvel, DC, like... Yeah, it's like fake events occur because of superheroes. Yeah, I think we're in our time, so so they have a lot less time than they think. The funniest thing is everybody in that prison is going to be dead anyway. <laughs> yeah. They just don't know it yet. Not yet. And uh, that Demogorgon in there, you know, they're doing all that testing. Mm -hmm. How about a radiation-filled Demogorgon? Oh, my God. Can anything stop a... I think being near it alone is going to be bad enough. And then if it closes in on you... So how does a different... Anyway. How does a different dimensional demon deal with radiation? I guess it's we'll just find a thought. It. Just yeah. a thought. But no one has talked about that. Hmm. And uh, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know? I mean... They need to get off the continent fast. <laughs> <laughs> they only have a month yeah. to get off the continent. So I just thought I'd bring that up. I mean, that's that's a big that's deal. That's a tidbit. Yeah. That, that'll be interesting to see if they do anything with that or, or not. Yeah, that's a good point. Two more episodes, we might see something. But we're talking about they have less than a month. Yeah, they got th that window is closing. March pretty. and April. Yeah. So I just thought I'd throw that tidbit in there. I knew you'd enjoy that. I do. So then we go back to the house with Mike and uh, Jonathan and Will. Will. And basically the the team comes in of secret agents to yeah. let them know, like, Hawk is in trouble. We have 11. Yeah, they have 11. Uh, she's safe. They still can't see her. And um, they're basically under house arrest until 
they, you know, um, until they're cleared for whatever reason. They're just under house arrest for now. But that didn't last long. <laughs> no, it did not. I'd say maybe 10 minutes goes by, the house starts getting shot up. Well, they call in pizza. Because they're like, they're going to get their uh, friend, who is it, Argyle? Argyle, and they're going to sneak out. Yeah, they're going to try and sneak out and get to Hawkins because they now know that Hawkins is in danger and they got to go help. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they call in the surfer boy. But the military shows up. Yeah. And they just gun down one of the two guys. And then one of the, the other guys seems to be pretty proficient with a firearm. He knows what he's doing. He took down about 10 of them. I love that whole sequence. Yeah, and Argyle, and he's shows, freaking out. Yeah, it shows them running back and forth, like Will, Mike, and uh, Jonathan. They're just running back and forth through the house, and this security man is putting putting these soldiers down. Yeah, he, like, that guy, like, he could be he John be, Wick's partner. That's what I was about to say, he should be John Wick. Yeah, that, that guy's who John Wick got his inspiration from. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was putting them down, but, of course, he can't, and he gets one put in him. Yeah. They all do. Right in the gut. <laughs> I think he got him. Yeah, they get outside, though. They get and, outside. And there's Argyle freaking out in the van. I would be. And they throw the uh, the agent in, in the van, and they just speed off away from the house. Yeah. And as the guy is literally dying, he's like on his last breath. They're, they're begging to know where 11 is. They want a number, and he gives them a pin. he's like here write it down write it down and and he just hands the pen off and just so they go and bury the guy in the dirt over there at the driving range (laughs) oh god and they're they're trying to yeah they're burying him then they're gonna uh, Argyle's like I'm gonna make this man a tombstone he's the worst man he deserves a tombstone I mean he's just in my humble opinion there's way too much serious crap going on for his, you know, comic relief. Yeah. There's too much going on. Yeah. Like, it's a little... It's like a little off-kilter for me, yeah. And I know what they're doing, but... But uh, he his pen doesn't write. Mm-mm. So... He's trying mm- to figure out how to just make this poor man... This, <laughs> this unknown hero... Oh, yeah. He's trying to make him a tombstone, and the pen just won't work for him. No. So, what what does Mike do? He comes up with his mind. He said, it's a pen. You can open a pen. You can open a pen. Why would he give us a pen? Yeah. Why would he give us a pen? He He wouldn't write any number down or location, but he gave us a pen. That doesn't work. They open the pen. And what pops out? A message. Yep. And it has the number. It has a phone number. And they try to find it where it is, and it's connected to a computer. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where they stop because they go, they're just real happy, and that's where they stop. And we go back to Nancy and Robin interviewing Victor Creel. Oh yeah, and it's such a haunting scene. Ugh. And they he talks about the events that occurred in the house like the real story of yeah what, and they flash back to the house and it shows the family being killed and well like it shows like these stages of like dem- demonic uh, possession basically minus the possession part if you will mm-hmm. and it just goes through the whole sequence and it's showing um 
you know, it shows like the lights flickering and yeah. stuff messing messing up and visions. Each one's getting like visions. And they got the little girl first. And yeah, and the the thing that got me was the dad, because it cut to his like past trauma. Because Vecna works off of past trauma, and apparently he sent a airstrike in like World War Two or something mm-hmm. on a house full of uh, innocent Germans. And turned out to have been an innocent family. And he walked in. In such a haunting scene. It shows a baby carriage on fire. With a baby it's screaming. Just, oh my. That just, was. Yeah it's the sadness of war. Yeah it was horrific. War is. Uh, it's barbaric. It's awful. War is hell. <laughs> it is. So we get through all that. And I think. They know that their cock and bull story. About Notre Dame is. Starting to fall starting apart. To slip. Yeah. So the warden puts in a call. Is he a warden or? I think he's just like the overseer. He's just the head guy. Yeah. He runs he the says, whole shebang. I called my little buddy at Notre Dame and they've never heard of you. <laughs> yeah, you people don't exist. And you can explain it to me while the cops arrive. <laughs> and so they just bolt out of there knowing what they know about Victor Creel and how he's. They know pretty much for sure now that Vecna. Did that in the fifties? Yeah. And so they they get out of there, and then, well, that's kind of all they did. They kind of just showed them running out, like and oh, they got to the car, and they tried to stop them. Sped on. And so now we go back to Max. Man, she knows that her time it's is coming. running thin. So she's trying to make amends. Yeah. And so this is where. You're already so stimulated because you've seen Victor Creel. We've seen the whole gun shootout. Gun shootout, and you're just so ramped up. And then they go into one of the just most touching, heartfelt, the emotional, emotional moments of the whole show. From here to the end of this episode, you could be yelling, crying, and I'd be okay with it. Yeah. If you were crying, that's that was a, acceptable. That's a, that's where I was. It was so sad and. And Max, she writes a letter to all of her friends, every single one of them. Yeah, she's writing letters to all of her friends and to her mom and to her uncle and, of course, to Billy. And uh, And she goes to the house. This is one scene I loved. With her mom. Yeah, she goes to the house and she's like, she's leaving these notes for her uncle and her mom and uh, I think there was one more. And her mom's got a strained relationship. Yeah. So they had this beautiful scene. Yeah, she goes outside to the backyard where she's doing the laundry, and uh, she goes and talks to her and has a very heartfelt conversation. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like something bad's going to happen, and her mom's trying to console her and help her yeah. and make her feel better, and then they embrace goes, for a hug. And she goes into the upside down. Yep. And you you don't know at this point. You're thinking, this is it. Yeah. I kind of had a feeling this was it. Oh, yeah. I definitely didn't think that she was going to come back out again and go back in again. Yeah. Because we've seen the clock. We've seen the letters. The last thing would be a hug to her mom. I mm-hmm. was like, this is it. And and when she looks back up at who she's hugging. It's back now. <laughs> I was 90. Her mom was never there. I would say I was 92% sure that was it for her. That was the end. And it felt like it was time to kill a character. You don't ever want that. Mm-hmm. But with only one season to go, I I don't know. I, I 
You you actually. I, I mean, think this the is most, a Game of Thrones. So. You, I think the biggest thing is that you had me truly believing you were going to do it. Yeah. I never felt like you weren't going to do it. When you watch a show nowadays, I know you're not going to kill someone. Yeah. You know, I know you're not going to, you know, rip that character. Mm-hmm. Like, he's too, or she's too integral. But that time. There's only two shows where that's actually happened Game of Thrones and Lost. Yeah. Where like and when they kill a character. Well when the Walking Dead when the Walking Dead killed Shane. Oh yeah. That was in Dale. Yeah. Merle. But they screwed themselves by doing it, so uh, yeah. They they ruined the show after two. So Vecna tells her your time's almost up. Not yet. It's your time isn't up. Close. It's it's almost up. It's like her last day, isn't it? It's like she's got only got a few hours left. Before she hits like the seven or the one week mark or something like that. Yeah. So all of her friends take her back uh, to that basement over at uh, whose house was it? It's was a, it? It's Mike's house. Mike's house. And Where they play D and D. Yeah, and they're just watching her. You know, they're basically just worried sick. Yeah. And Nancy and Robin thought really hard about their meeting with Victor Creel. Mm. And uh, they had this feeling. They said, "Well, what allowed, what allowed you to escape?" Yeah, like if your if your wife was killed, if your uh, son and daughter were killed, how did you survive? Yeah, because that doesn't make any sense. And uh, before they they left uh, the prison or the uh, the nut, the nutty farm, uh, <laughs> He quit the talk- nutty farm. <laughs> he quit talking. <laughs> That's the most insensitive, like PG way to say something I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Uh, that you somehow that wasn't offensive. <laughs> that was the most offensive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the nutty farm. I mean, is, that, is it wrong? The mental health facility. <laughs> that, is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, sure. We, With we'll, people we'll that need our care. <laughs> I'm not judging them. I'm just saying what it is. <laughs> oh my god, man! Anyway, I'm dying in here. Get get some water. I don't have a water. With here, me. just keep it going. Oh no, my water's out. I got a little bit. Keep going. All right, so I'm not gonna stop you. Before we leave, um. <laughs> <laughs> he starts. Uh, he starts humming. Yeah. He just starts humming. Just the smallest detail. Yeah. So she just deduces an, another Sherlock Holmes moment. Mm-hmm. A little deduction. Shout out Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Both of them are amazing. We'll probably later on in this podcast. Uh, do both of those. Why not? Sherlock Holmes, the show, and Sherlock Holmes. The films. The films. Oh, we'll definitely do it when Sherlock Holmes 3 comes out. The third movie? Yeah, they've had it confirmed for a while. Oh. But it got delayed because of COVID-19 and all that. So when the third one comes out, we can just do like a, like a franchise, the Sherlock Holmes franchise. Mm -hmm. And we'll do it like right after we watch the third one. Okay. If it's relevant at all. (laughs) (laughs) Jew Law, you know. Jew Law and Benedict. Doctor Strange himself. There's like four amazing actors in that. Yeah, I, I want to watch Holmes and Watson. Because I love the, the show. You go from Jude Law and Martin Freeman as Watson. I mean. <laughs> yeah. 
But I don't want to get too far away. I'm just the powers of deduction. Mm-hmm. I always go to Sherlock. Yeah. And so they kind of figure out that music, they don't know how, but music is a way to defeat Vecna it's or it's to a, throw a wrench in it. Yeah, it's like a, your favorite song or something like that, right? Uh, is it the, that's what they tried. Is that technically true or is it just any music? I don't know. I, 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 I assume it'd have to be a positive I think emotion. It's, I so think, it's a yeah. song you like, but I, not necessarily yeah. your favorite. It's got to be a song that, as Kenny Chesney would say, takes you back to a different place in time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that would So if I ever get captured by Vecna, literally play that Kenny Chesney song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and okay. what takes me to a different place in time. All right, I, that's fine with me. I think that's what they should have used. Could you imagine Kenny Chesney in that? Yeah. 1986, he's probably like 10 years old. Yeah, he hasn't made a single song <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's messing around on the playground. Yeah, <laughs> man. Play Kenny Chesney. <laughs> so uh, they figured that out, but they haven't relayed that to the group yet. Mm-hmm. And she wants the last thing she needs to clear up is her guilt with Billy. Yeah. So they go to the cemetery, and she's reading the letter to Billy, and we're yeah, and she she tells the the crew just stay back. Let me do this. Which was a bad idea. Yeah. And just, stay, you know, just stay at the car. Wait for me. It won't take too long. I just, I just got to do one last thing. And she goes uh, up the hill a ways, sits down at a gravestone, and there's Billy. Mm. And it's just, it's such a powerful scene. Uh, I got to give props for props, dude. Sadie Sink, you know, she plays Max. That's right. Okay. We... I mean, we knew she was a good actress, but did we know that she was this good? No, it it that's where I felt like this was it. Like she she is gonna die. Yeah, because it's like the culmination. She, yeah, she she's had great scenes, and they're really focusing on her. Yeah, and it's like we're gonna give her a good moment before we we give her a send off. You know. Yeah, and you know she pleaded to Billy for forgiveness, and yeah, and and it was such a. It felt like such a Max uh, written message. Yeah, know, and she kind of the way she talked, and, and like, she'd had problems all through the season where she was looked at as gruff and a jerk in a way. Yeah, she wasn't gonna talk to Lucas and like how and also like in her note like how she said, you know, Billy, I never liked you and you never liked me, but. I feel yeah. like in the end we could have truly became a brother and sister. Like they honestly. probably could have. I, I believe they could have. And when you're reeling from that, she becomes possessed and goes into the upside down. And, and you and know it, this is it. And Steve, he's looking up there and he's seeing... Like, and he notices. Yeah, hey, hey, she's not moving. Nothing's happened in a few minutes. I got to go up there and see if she's all right. Yeah. And he runs up there and he sees her eyes. She's are stuck in it. And he's like, hey, y'all need to come up here right now. And she's doing better in the upside down than anyone else. She's running. She's she's running. She's gunning. She's She seems to have made it a long way and made it to this staircase. kind Do, of. This. And here's the thing. Does Vecna, does he not run? Can he no, not run? No, he doesn't run. Okay. He's just like, 
Like, he, Michael he Myers. is Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the guys who made this, they weren't influenced at all by Michael Myers <laughs> no, or Freddy Krueger, Jason. Jason. Yeah. Uh, there's no similarities at all. No. And it's funny because it's in the 80s, so it's like, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a great homage now that I think the, about it. The thing I didn't... Uh, thing I didn't... Because we see Max running around in the upside down. You know, it's dark and it's like foggy and all that. And then she's getting away from Vecna and she's doing pretty good. And then we see her look over and there's a big like red mist. Right. And her idea is to go into that. That I don't know, man. Yeah, I when, was, I, when I saw her going toward that, I'm like, are you sure that's the right idea it to go like, running into the red foggy mist? I don't know. You knew it was over. Yeah, that's why I was like, please don't do that. <laughs> and then she goes up a staircase, and Vecna, you can hear his voice. He says, what are you doing here? Well, the whole, it looks like hell. Yeah, it, it does. It looks like hell. But you figure out that she's basically in his most powerful position. Yeah, like, we're, like she kind of found a way to, to get to him rather mm -hmm. than him to get to her. She was basically in his office, his brain. <laughs> his, his office. <laughs> his base of operations yeah. and so everyone around her in real life is freaking out yeah they're trying to figure it out they're trying to help her snap out of it and she's starting to rise in the air and we all know what happens when you rise in the air yeah because she gets like oh well she sees uh she sees chrissy the 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 body yeah of chrissy, all strangled up yeah wrapped up on, on like a pylon or something and then she looks over there's fred Oh. And then at the very end, Vecna finds her and he, and he starts his speech. And I guess one of his little tendrils or whatever he has grabs her and throws her up against a pylon. Yep. Like she's going to join the rest of them. Yeah. And that's when she starts to rise because he puts her hand, his hand that's above, true, yeah. above her head. And so you really know she's in so much deep water that it's over. And then yeah. Dustin. Dustin, the radio plays, and they say, Dustin, it's the music. Play your favorite song. So they scramble, looking, looking through all the Walkman tapes. tapes. Yeah, going through the tapes, trying to find one, and they, they land on this one tape. They and what's the song? They pop it in the Walkman. Running up that hill. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. They put the uh, earphones on her. Mm-hmm. And she looks and she sees a portal in the upside down. Yeah. And, and I'm still thinking, how's she going to get out of this thing? She's wrapped up in a... Well, somehow she, like, breaks loose of, a, like, something on the uh, pylon that she's on and stabs Vecna in the neck. Yeah, I don't really know how she got free. That I still, I rewound that a few times. I don't know how she got free. That, I mean, I know she stabbed him, but I guess that relinquished his grip a little bit, or... I guess it like threw him off, and like he's he had controlling to really, it all. Yeah, because he like he's got a I guess hyper focus, and when she hit him, he he got unfocused probably because he's never been hit before. I thought guess. being a huge pirates fan, I thought he was about to say, "Do you fear death?" All right, <laughs> 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 can we do like a spoof and throw that in <laughs> sure, there? Sure, why not? <laughs> So she hears running up that hill, and she st she gets out of that chokehold. And, and she is, and yeah, she jumps down off the pylon and, and she's just running. takes off. She's running up that hill towards 
towards the and portal. I gotta say, this whole that whole scene where she was in the upside down, just one of the most moving, mm. emotional scenes I've ever seen. And then even outside of the upside down at the same time. Yeah, because they're all freaking out like this is it because yeah. they know once you start to levitate, it's over. Yeah, that's when you're about to be killed. And the fact that they played that song and then. I'm not a big fan of CGI, but the CG work, oh, yeah. unreal. I mean, that whole scene is CG. Yeah, and she's running through the upside down, and you could see stuff crashing around I her. I still didn't know if she was going to get out. I thought they might pull the wall over our eyes. Yeah, I thought like something was going to hit her, Yeah, and then that was going to be it. Yeah. But? She gets out. She runs into the portal, and then she literally wakes up. 15 feet suspended above I the I thought ground. she was going to sprain an ankle. I thought she was like, at least break, a, break her knee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, somebody catch her for God's <laughs> <Yeah>. sake. <laughs> and she just... She's probably weak too, you know, probably just break an ankle. Well, she just woke up basically. Like, she's not aware of her surroundings or anything. And that's where the episode ends and you... And, and then Lucas embraces her. Yeah, Lucas. And they're, all, and they're all just kind of like huddled around her and she's crying. And Lucas, he cares about her so deeply and... Mm -hmm. You just want them to get together already yeah, again. Again. That's and all this show is, is couples getting back together. Well, to be perfectly fair, it is the 80s, and they're like in ninth, 10th grade. Yeah. That's kind of accurate, if you ask me. Yeah, I'd say so. And so that's the end of the episode, and really, before you go into the next episode, you got to take a break. Yeah, because that's, that's a lot of baggage right there to, to figure out. I mean, I was so shook at the end. This That felt like a finale, and it was episode four. Yeah, we weren't even in, into it, really. I knew that we were going to have episode five, six, seven, and seven was going to be an hour and 40 minutes. And I said, well, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, like that, that was the end of the show right That there. was enough for me. Yeah. Like, if we would have ended the season right there, I would have been like, volume one, and then let's just say they broke it into four and then three. Mm. I'd been like, okay. Yeah. You know, actually, if I think about it, I'm a huge fan, so I just want it all at the same time. If, I, if it would have been me, I would have ended that volume one right there. That's and then had the three episodes. Uh, so you would have had four and then five, six, seven, eight, nine? I think so. Drop the first four I and think then so. drop the five. I think so, because that would have gave you four. And that it was quite a bit. It would have established your conflict, your villain. You would have established Hopper's alive. Yeah. And that they're in a tricky situation. Yeah. So, I think you could... Well, first of all, I would have made it ten episodes instead of nine. And then we could have done five and five. Yeah. If you want to get what I would have done. I wouldn't have had an... I, I still find it weird that uh, we're doing seven and two. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Why wouldn't you? I would just go five and five, seeing how four ended. Mm -hmm. But four would kind of be in five if it were me. I'd put like uh, the next episode where they're going to the silo and they're doing the testing on 11. Mm -hmm. I'd have put that in like episode four and then took what was in four and put it in five. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. And we would have stopped right at the end of five and then you would have had five more. Which some of the reveals in that were, Huge. were gonna insane. So I would have done five and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like, a little bit different structure. Mm. But hey, they. I'm just nitpicking. They they hit the. 
They've hit everything yeah. so far. I'm like, I'm trying to perfect something that's literally amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we can go into episode five. All right. And you're just reeling at this point. Like, I was kind of thinking, like, holy crap, they've got me, but what are they going to do? And they did slow it down, which they had to. Yeah. You have to, we had to establish a, a big, a really big part of the whole series. The core of the show. Yeah. It was slow, but it was literally the core of the show. Mm-hmm. So Owens takes Eleven to this abandoned silo in Nevada. Here's one thing yeah. that, was, that was a bit weird to me. They drove out into the middle of the desert, right? And they, they parked the car and they're going to uh, the secret... Uh, facility, let's say. Some secret, you know, hideout. <clears throat> and their secret hideout is literally a door in the middle of a valley. Like, wouldn't you have thought, if you're going to hide something very important, wouldn't you hide it over in the mountain? I would have hid it in the mountain, not in the middle of... You, there's literally... It's not hidden. A it's literally a door. I said, <laughs> Or at least, like, I don't know. Put a, a cactus over it. Yeah, <laughs> do something to hide. Because it's a just bit. like uh, Google Maps would have tore him a new. They're like, <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, we didn't pave the pave the road. It kind of defeats the idea of a secret hideaway, you know. And if, but there's a literal door if just I was sitting working, in the middle of a valley. If I was working for the military, and my task was to find that place. I'd be like, <laughs> well, there's a door there. What am I gonna do with the other two weeks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is he, Chase? He's over there. <laughs> you found him already? Yeah, it was the only little building in the middle of the desert. <laughs> How'd you find him? It wasn't looked, too hard. I just looked around. Binoculars. <laughs> I just tailed this car and I saw a door. Satellite. Yeah. Anyway. So, oh, I know. I'm with you, man. I was like, this is so secret, but so out in the open. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's so obvious that you wouldn't think to, that it was the case, maybe. I, <laughs> I, I, the only thing I can deduce is that they were trying to hide that from the public, not like a military agency. Yeah. So the public's not going to drive out there. I, I don't know. It, <laughs> it, it was the 80s. Yeah, it's the 80s. They, they didn't have the best ideas. So they go into an abandoned nuclear missile silo that they repurpose into a lab mm-hmm. and they introduce one of your favorites oh yeah we see we see this big thing they go into the main part of the lab mm-hmm. they see this big machine in the middle and then off on the side there's a a, a, a staircase yeah and who comes walking down dr brenner the man he's great people hate him and i'm like i Every scene he's in is amazing. He's great. You can hate his character, but you can't... Hate his performance. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. And this is where you start to understand that they ask Eleven if they wanted to do this, but there's no backing out. Well, there was no There was no there's choice. There's no choice here. I mean, there never was, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there was never a choice. So, it was just a, do you want to do it, or do you want us to make you do it? Yeah, so they put her in this chamber, this cryo chamber. I'm just—it's like—it's it's like what Daredevil Ben Affleck's Daredevil slept in. 
Yeah, like a little pod weird like. If anybody gets that reference, <laughs> just comment and say you got it. Yeah. Because that is a movie buff reference about <laughs> it. To take something from a horrible movie. <laughs> he had to sleep in that water chamber because his ears were so sensitive. What do they call that thing? It's like a sense depravity. Sen- yeah, yeah, yeah. A tub or something like that. supposed to lose yourself in there. I actually want to do that. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Well, I'll lose, do anything. Apparently, you lose like sense of time. Anyway, well, let's go. All right, let's as go. As soon as we it. get some money, yep. <laughs> as soon as people start following this podcast, yeah, <laughs> we'll have time. As soon as Apple Podcast quits jerking us around, <laughs> that's a. We might have to do a whole podcast trashing Apple Podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna have to call customer support. Yeah. We're doing something wrong. We're trying. I'm trying so hard. I know. We'll get it up eventually. <laughs> so she's in the sensory deprivation tank. See, I got it. Yeah, you got I it. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're right. And you see her uh, back in her old memory, I guess you'd say. She's her, older. Yeah, her past. It shows her, but a younger her. We're in the same situation. She's basically got to go into her past, into her memories, to unlock how she yeah, and, got her past. And opening a door to going back in the very same room, that's a play off so many movies. That mm-hmm. is a homage to, like, I can't even count how many old movies. I mean, what is, is that like a Hitchcock move? Or how many times have you seen that? They keep going in the door and they go back in the same room? I, I can't tell you. I, I mean, to, I've seen it a million times. Yeah, a hundred times. But but she's trying to relive her memories. But when she goes into that room and the guy working there, he's got long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And he saying, hey, what did he say? Hey, sleepyhead, it's nice of you to join us this morning. Yeah. And he says it a hundred times and... And she's got to remember her response. Yeah. And I think the term for this guy, could you look this up real quick? Look up red herring. Red herring? A movie term. See what it says. Because this guy just, you haven't seen him ever before on the show. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of talking to Eleven over and over. Yeah, it's like a false clue. Yeah, so it's not a red herring, but you think it's a red herring. Yeah. I thought it was a red herring, so they fooled me. I said, oh, here's a red herring. Here's a character that means nothing, but they're just going to throw him in and have him have quite a bit of lines. Yeah, I thought he was going to be somewhat important to her, like, kind of figuring out. (laughs) I thought he was a red herring. That's how dumb I am. Yeah. (laughs) I thought, but... That's going to be more for episode six and seven. Yeah. But you got me. Pew! <laughs> I thought I was being slick. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get me with this. Mm-hmm. But I'm retarded. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, uh, I can't stop with that. No. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to post it. All right. <laughs> and... So she's reliving her memory. She comes out of it the first time, out of the deprivation tank. Oh, yeah, and they're saying, like, 
her like heart rate's elevated and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and like she, it's it's causing her physical harm to kind of re go through but, this. But she tries to escape, and when she tries to escape, and they hold her back for just a split moment, she regains her powers. Oh yeah, yeah she's yeah she uh, gets out of the tub and she's running away because of yeah. course Brenner. She's had she has bad memories. It looked like Wolverine when he came out of the animantium tank and oh, just started yeah, just, cutting everybody <gasps> down. Yeah. That's what it looked like. He was in the narrow hallway. Yeah. So that gave me Wolverine vibes. Yeah, that was good. I didn't even think about that, but now that you say it. But the big thing was when she tried to get away, her powers came back at a really low rate. But enough to do damage. But then that she, she just like what? Just sent three guys flying away from her? Security guards? Yeah, but that gave Owens and Dr. Brenner kind of the confirmation. Affirmate, yeah. yeah, affirmation to say we... would be like, yeah, this is working. And she didn't really go along with it. They wanted her to, but she was still kind of fighting it, but... I mean, in her position, you'd probably do the same. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Brenner's wanting to, her to hug him and stuff, and she's like, yeah, no. Papa. Maniac. Yeah, all that stuff. So we flip from there um, to Mike, Argyle, Jonathan, and they've just revealed through that pin the phone number to that computer. Yeah. So they say, we have no idea how to figure out where this computer is. But we know someone who knows how. Yeah. The long-awaited from last season girlfriend of Dustin. Yeah. Lives in Utah. And where are they? California. Yeah, they're not far off. They're not far what, off. A, so sta they, a state away? Yeah, they take the pizza van. <laughs> the pizza van. The pizza van. <laughs> oh, God. And they drive it uh, all the way up to Utah. Yeah. And... I don't, it's not my personal take on it, so I'm just seeing what you thought. Did you think her house, were they kind of putting their own making fun of it spin on Mormons? How the house was extremely religious and there was like a hundred kids in there and it was in Utah. That was a jab at Mormons. I didn't see it, but yeah, it was. I, I don't know like mm. a whole bunch about Mormons, so I can't. Really well, they just they have multiple wives and huge families, and I'm not an expert. I say we didn't see any mom, did we? No, because you know they usually marry like multiple partners. Yeah. And okay. That was a jab at Mormons. Okay. In Utah, because that's like where Idaho, Utah, that's where that area stationed, if you will. I don't know if it was a jab or they were trying to be like... Like maybe this family is a more Like Mormon territory family. correct, like geography. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But they show up and they sneak into the house and there's a bunch of crazy kids in there. And oh, they yeah. give uh, to Dustin's girlfriend, they give her some cock and bull story about oh, yeah. winning some Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's some, uh, <coughs> some video game console that doesn't exist if they can like figure out what this uh, what this yeah. phone number is or whatever the thing is on the other line they can win this uh, console that they're going to give to Dustin for his birthday and Susie Dustin's girlfriend says you know I can't 
use the computer anymore because I changed Dustin's grades and and I got in trouble I and I felt bad about it. I couldn't it. deal with the guilt. So that's another. It's a religious household. <laughs> and she was saying she felt guilty about um, basically lying. Did they not say something about had to, she had to repent or something like that for lying? She felt so bad. I can't. Remember. I don't know, but they're going big on the religion with that storyline. Mm. So they had to basically come up with a scheme to get into... Well, first of all, they had to come up with a scheme to get her to go along with it. Yeah. It doesn't even have anything to do with Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's literally not involved at all except for the fact that he's dating her. What if they told her the truth? <laughs> they said, hey, we need your help tracking this to a computer so we can find our... My girlfriend that my, has superpowers. My, my girlfriend and our friend who's going to help save the world. Yeah, who's going to save the world from the upside-down alien creatures while they're hunted down by the U.S. military. Okay, so tell me, out of the two stories, our story and their story they used, which is more believable? I don't think either one. I don't really know. Uh, a government agency who's dealing with kids with superpowers is doing an experiment on her while the U.S. You know, like Department of Homeland Security is hunting them down. Yeah. While an upside down demon <laughs> is uh, going to take over a city. Yeah, it's trying to kill an entire And town. has killed. Yeah. So just get the Super Nintendo, Susie, and <laughs> shut your little mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so she so basically the, agrees, and now they're trying to hatch a, a scheme, a plan. The dad's great, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's got the glasses. He's fat and old. He sits in there on the computer all day. Yeah, he took uh, Susie's computer and he used Started it to, using it. Yeah, he's working from it now. So she gets in there. She finds out where the computer is and mm -hmm. makes them all look stupid. And they go, can you print it? She goes, I just found a computer in the middle of Nevada. Yes, I can print it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't blame them. I mean, they don't know. Was that thing even hooked up to a printer? Yeah, it was. The printer was right there. I mean, yeah. like. So we make a jump from there back to the Soviet Union. Yeah. And Yuri is flying the plane with Murray. <laughs> I loved that whole scene. Well, elaborate. Basically, they're they're in the plane. Joyce and uh, <laughs> Murray are tied up in the in the cargo hold, or basically just behind them. And uh, there's a Yuri just sitting there driving the plane, doing his business, and they they realize he can't hear. So they they start trying to hatch a scheme, just talking to each other, like, "How are we going to get out of here?" Right. How are we gonna How are we gonna get out? And so basically, she kicks some uh, box over, and Jeff uh, peanut butter's in there, the old glass ones, mm -hmm. and it breaks. And they get the uh, glass, and they're trying to cut the ropes. And uh, there's Yuri. He just looks back and basically says, "Hey, what are y'all doing?" <laughs> I love I. I thoroughly enjoyed any time they were talking about Murray being a black belt in some martial art. Yeah. Because he's so fat and he's bald and he's just so... Uh, yeah, she said, uh, yeah, when we get out, what you can do is uh, you can attack... Yeah, you him. can take him out and then you we can fly the plane. And he said, first of all, <laughs> I've never fought anyone over 13 or 16. 
<laughs> I've never fought in a real combat situation. I've only trained with a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> no, it's like, would you really trust him to... But that's what you knew. But he, he was, was a black belt, right? But that's what you knew he was going to say. He was going to get exposed. Yeah. But that was a great cover-up for the fact that... So Joyce, she's kind of talking to Yuri. He's got a gun pointed at her. And <laughs> yeah. then we cut, and there and Murray's now free. And, he's, and he has this huge speech... Mm-hmm. About how he's like a dominant force and that no one could take him, no one can beat him. And he turns and Murray or uh, Yuri just starts laughing. Mm-hmm. And, and then Murray takes it to him. He took it to him. Yeah. And it was actually shot pretty well and mm-hmm. he beat the crap out of him. Yeah, they were fighting in a plane. Meanwhile, the plane is going <laughs> up, down, sideways, <laughs> all about. Yeah. And I was kind of shocked when they crashed a plane. <laughs> Yeah, so they they knock Yuri out, and uh, they try to fly One of the this engines plane. Blew. Yeah, because Murray just starts flipping switches and blew an engine. Yeah, and now they're just free falling. So he they start trying to fly it, and they ended up. And the scene ends with the, uh, like a horrific crash. Yeah, in just, the Soviet <laughs> wilderness, which you know Russia in wintertime. Yeah, and then bears. Bears and everything else. Whatever, whatever I don't know how it. they didn't hit one of those pine trees and just and tear just, it in just half. Rip in half, yeah. So they stop there, and your heart is pounding. Mm-hmm. They go back to the crew, Max, Lucas, Steve, and Dustin, and they kind of have the regroup scene. They're happy that Max is alive, and yeah, they've got to listen to that song like on repeat. On repeat, yeah. And so they start analyzing what Max saw on the Upside Down, and she drew a bunch yeah, of she's pictures. Like drawing, drawing pictures of it. And Nancy comes over and puts it all together. And they detective. And <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's where you don't get this, do you? Hmm. Well, Millie Bobby Brown and Nova Holmes. Oh, wow. oh man! So wait a minute. You're saying that Henry Cavill could show up? <laughs> I would give anything I had for Henry Cavill to show up and just be some kind of hero. Yeah, absolutely. Just a quick cameo. Well, that's going to be in our spoof film as well. Okay. And we're going to have Chernobyl blowing he can, up. He can be Mike in the future. Oh my! Oh my goodness. I was going to do just a uh, Eddie Van Halen CGI, but... <laughs> okay. Who's, you know who Lucas is in the future? Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Or Denzel Washington's son. Yeah. What's his name? I can't remember. can't remember either. He's terrible. I just know Denzel. <laughs> he was terrible in Tenet with Batman. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I didn't see it. I couldn't finish it. And you it's Christopher it? Nolan, and I couldn't finish it. It was tough. Yeah. It was in the middle of COVID time, so. It won a lot of awards, didn't it? Yeah, it's probably a great movie. I just. You think maybe a second viewing? No. (laughs) I'm not going back. That's fair. He needs to just stick to Leonardo DiCaprio as his leads. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, (laughs) Al Pacino, Robin (laughs) Williams. Yep. Like, yeah, just stick with that. Stick with the guys you know. Uh, well, he's doing Oppenheimer with Killian. Killian Murphy, so that'll work. Yeah, why not? As long as he didn't cast someone like Pattinson. 
that was bad. But yeah. So they start tracing together all the pictures, and Nancy and Nola Holmes are. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, Henry Cavill. Henry yeah. Cavill. It's uh, Sherlock. Yeah. Every actor that we've had play Sherlock recently is unbelievable. <laughs> I like how we're back on Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Henry Cavill, Robert Downey, and Benedict. Benedict Cumberbatch. We're talking about three <laughs> elite A-listers. Super, superheroes. Superstars. Yeah. Superheroes. Superheroes, <laughs> yeah. Superstars, superheroes, superhumans. <laughs> superhumans, yeah. Super dupers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, yeah. I guess I'm never going to be Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be uh, Sherlock. I got to get out of this. I, I'm in this Sherlock funk. Well, there's so much. Did you watch anything, Sherlock? I've recently? seen it all. Yeah. I've seen it all. Like, did you watch something recently that's got you in it? No, it's just all the detective. <laughs> you know, they're deducing everything. It's detective work. Yeah. They put together pictures. Yeah. They folded they them and folded put them together. Photos together. That just seems like in the show, Benedict Cumberbatch would have done that. Yeah. With just random pictures laying there. Yeah, he's just like, huh, maybe these could form a, uh, an actual photo. Yeah, and he would said, how about you challenge me next time? Because <laughs> he's a smart aleck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they figure out it's Victor Creel's house. Yeah. Which, that is kind of a bombshell because Victor Creel's where it kind of all began. Mm -hmm. And you're real familiar with him. And she said uh, that she recognized the stained glass window, right? Because it was from the mm -hmm. it was from the old old school uh, papers that were talking about the possession at the house and the killings or whatever. Because she she recognized the photo and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to Victor Creel's house and. They've got the flashlights. They've got the gauges that measure electricity. Yeah, they got the thing that. Uh, that uh, it's starting to pop. Bill Murray used. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ghostbusters. For real. Did they really? Ha I think they did have a scene where they said, "Who are you going to call?" I think they did. I and think they had a Ghostbusters reference. Man, I'm catching so many of these. Yeah. Old references, and I love it. It's during the time, the '80s. It's the '80s. It's the time. Yeah, absolutely. So they're going through the house looking for clues. They find those black widows in the jars. and God, that was... Steve, he's getting bugs all over So here's the thing. So we've we've not gotten any Jonathan, Jonathan. and Nancy yeah. this whole season. Do you think Nancy is still has feelings for Steve? Well, she obviously does. Yeah? Like, do you think, like... Steve's the man. He's working at the video store. <laughs> the video store. He's killing it. He's the man. Absolutely. And he's playing a perfect game. A, he's a handsome man. Sure. B, can't go wrong there. B, he's got a girl who's like his best friend who he's cutting it up with in front of Nancy. Mm -hmm. So he's got the jealousy thing going on. Whether she believes... They're dating or not. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what else he's got going for him. Her boyfriend is halfway across the country <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah. No FaceTime. No FaceTime. It's hard to even make phone calls. Yeah. You'd have to have the whole family listening on the other <laughs> end. <laughs> so there's definitely something going on there. You know, they had something going on back in the day. and 
just caused yeah, Barb it, to get but it killed. Ended, yeah, it ended like horrifically. Yeah, but he was a jerk, you know. He learned his he, he, he learned he, his he, lesson. He's better now. He's a humble man. Oh well, oh. humble. <laughs> no, he ain't humble. <laughs> no, but he's a better man. So she wipes off all the gunk off of him. Yeah, the, the spider webs and crap. People are really starting to notice. Like, there's something going on. There's sparks flying mm. with the relationship and Vecna. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. So basically, they got their detectors out and they, they go upstairs into the attic and the thing, it's going crazy. Mm-hmm. And they kind of figure out that this is Vecna's base of operation. Mm-hmm. The house was basically where Max was. Yeah, in the same place. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of, they're kind of figuring out all these things are coming together. They don't have a full image yet, but they're way further along than they were. Yeah. So back to the football, te- a basketball team. They seem like a football team. Yeah, they really do, don't they? Yeah. They're a lot more gruff than a, a, a basketball team should be, if you will. Yeah. Well, it's the 80s, so. Well, yeah, we'll see. So they, they located Eddie, and... Yeah, well, they, they found was out Was this at Reefer Rick's house? Uh, yeah, he was still... The, he because fled he was staying, from the other place. Because he was staying... Yeah, he was staying in the main house, and then... Uh, I guess when somebody told him that they were on to him or something like that, he yeah, went he out fled. to the shed. Yeah, and he wasn't going to get away. And so he cranks he kept, up the he, boat. Yeah, he keeps calling uh, Dustin and, and Wheel and Nancy. And, well, somebody pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, he's freaking out like, hey, what do I do? Someone help. And so he takes the boat out. And I love that the captain of the basketball team turns into Michael Phelps <laughs> at yeah, night. Yeah. He goes... Oh, there's a, a demon out here. Because he believed in the demon. Oh, no, he didn't yet. No. But who just swims after a boat in the middle of the lake well, at night? Yeah, because, because uh, Eddie, he's like, I got to get away. So he can't, he he can't crank the engine because I'll hear it. So he starts getting the paddle. But you can swim just, faster than you can paddle in a boat? Well, he's all, he's got one paddle. And he doesn't, I assume, know... Yeah, he, but he doesn't do that on the regular. But you're swimming into the lake. It's a lake, not a pond. That know. just seemed dangerous as all. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it did turn out to be dangerous yeah, for so, one of them. So, uh, what's the main dude's name? Which one? Uh, Jason and Patrick. Yeah. Jason's so, the main guy's name. Yeah, Jason. So they're swimming after Eddie. Eddie's freaking out trying to he starts trying to crank the, the motor and he can't get it going. Patrick had been showing signs that he was under, under Vecna's curse. curse. Yeah. But I didn't think it was gonna be so quick. I thought it was gonna well, he it was he It wasn't too that, quick, yeah. Well he did get the experience after Max did. That is true. I forgot about that. That is part. true. So as soon as Patrick gets to the boat, uh, yeah, Jason. Yeah, or, pa- Patrick's beating Jason, right? What? Or no, Jason gets to the boat. Jason pretty much gets to the boat, but then he's yelling at Patrick, "Come on, come on!" Yeah. And Patrick lifts out of the water. Yeah, he just goes flying up like 15, 20 feet. And you thought after the last episode they were going to take it easy, eleven with her training, and you thought we're just going to gather evidence for the story. Yeah. What happens to Patrick? Good old Patrick. 
absolutely in the moonlight mangled mangled killed and bones eyes everything Jason and Eddie watches this yeah and that's how the episode ends and you're just like holy crap like this town is in big trouble and what I can't believe that Jason is still blaming I mean this is in further episodes but I'm just gonna this is just a side note. Yeah. Jason is still somehow blaming Eddie. Maybe it's all his mind can comprehend. It, well, I don't think because he can really, yeah, like comprehend like everything that's happened because they didn't, they, they just know it was a mall fire. They don't know about the mind flare. Yeah, but a big clue was um, when Patrick died, they were in Victor Creel's house, and as he died, the electrical flares went crazy and it broke all the gauges yeah so, yeah, so they were uh tracking the lights because the lights were basically where vecna was and it was leading them mm-hmm. to his spot so they get up into the attic yeah and they all uh, circle around you know get mm-hmm. into a huddle basically and they all have their lights and things shining upwards mm-hmm. and uh as vecna is working his magic um like it all starts flickering and then their lights just yeah. br- just brighten up and then right when Patrick's killed all the lights just so so you kind of realize we all realize that through killing someone he uses that energy to open a portal he uses some kind of energy to get yeah to basically we didn't know pass, exactly pa- to kind of pass through into the real world and kill someone without even being there yeah yeah that is true and so that's the end of episode five. And on a on a huge note, another death. Another death. I mean, this is where you really know like things are going only, south. Only one's been avoided so far, and thank God it was Max. If we would have lost her, I I wouldn't have been able to be in it as much going forward because I I would have de- been so devastated. Yeah. And they probably would have pulled some crap where they brought her back from the upside down. Mm-hmm. Like Will. That's what I thought. Like in the beginning. Yeah, like, I kind of had that after, feeling. Like when I saw Fred, I was like, "Well, maybe there's a way we can get him get back. him back." Yeah. But then I started thinking back to like um, the past season with the Mind Flayer, like when all the bodies just like gooped up and went into yeah. the Mind Flayer itself. Like maybe they'll come out, and then once they defeat the Mind Flayer, I'm like, "Oh, those people aren't coming back." Yeah. Literally, the only reason Billy came back was because he was still human. That's true. And then you know, we have episodes six and seven yeah. to go before we have to wait till July. Yeah. And you saw another death in five, so you're just like, how can six and seven top this? Which they absolutely did. Oh yes. And we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, on, on another episode of uh, the podcast. The pod. <laughs> the dumb Domino's pod. But that's basically all I've got for... Yeah, it was... Yeah. A big event. It was a ride. Yeah. Three... Four, four and five were absolutely just, amazing. Then three was great, too, but... I will say, it really lets you know what quality TV is when you watch this. Mm-hmm. When you watch some shows, and you're in and out, and they've kind of got your attention, they kind of don't. And then when you watch this, you go, oh, that's good TV. Yeah. That's good TV. It's got me. I'm emotionally invested in this show. Yes. And 
I just I, I haven't been disappointed with any part of uh, yeah with any with, with pretty much any show that I've seen recently. Everyone's just been hitting hard. And we didn't come out and record a podcast for all seven episodes a week afterward. We kind of wanted to let people that were slower that had to work that had stuff going on in their lives and they were watching it one two episodes at a time yeah and for the people who watched all seven episodes this was letting it set in for them yeah so we kind of wanted to just do a couple episodes a week and the people who were taking it slow could enjoy it the people who benched it fast could enjoy it yeah they were trying to do what's best for everybody yeah i think so it's a lot easier to structure the podcast when uh, episodes are weekly because you you watch the episode you do the pod yeah so that's what we're gonna be able to that's what we've been doing with uh, Kenobi yeah I don't know much. I don't know the strategy if you should watch seven episodes and then the very next day put out seven and a half hours of podcast yeah <laughs> like we could do that but I feel a lot better just just putting a few out at a time yeah I mean the show's only been out for two weeks yeah so if if we next week if we and knock it, out six and seven, and it worked out because I just finished the show uh, mm. today or the thing today, yeah. So I have time to think about what happened with six and seven. Before. Exactly, yeah. And you know, it's like you're gonna get a steady dose of us anyway. We're gonna watch Kenobi, and you're gonna have an episode on Kenobi episode four. Yeah. And we're trying to get our episode of is Kenobi episode three up. Episode four, or episode three? Oh no, of, of the no, pod. No, no, not yet. Because we've had some internet issues. Be, yeah. We've had the handyman out here. Yeah, it's been. We got it fixed though. Much. It was a few days of no internet. So but. if anyone's really <laughs> devastated that we didn't have that out, yeah. we recorded that the day of. Just now, hopefully get it out tomorrow. Yeah, it should be the next one that goes up. But hopefully, Kenobi, we can get that out tomorrow or Thursday for episode four. Yeah. And episode, uh, episode one, two, and three of the boys are out right now. I've so far finished one and two, and I'm on three. I haven't watched. Mm, it's so It's amazing. Good. It's I have so not good. watched it yet. As soon as I finish, we'll hop on here. Mm-hmm. We'll do a podcast on the first three episodes, and, and then we'll try to keep it going weekly. I think there's going to be like eight or nine episodes. Everyone's just going to have to be patient with us because yeah. we are in the biggest wealth of television and film at one time that I've ever seen. Yeah. We're trying to cover seven amazing episodes of Stranger Things. We're trying Each to, an hour to an hour and a half or hour 40 minutes. Yeah, long. an unbelievable show. We're trying to do Kenobi Weekly. That That's so massive. I don't even have to oh, yeah. justify it. And then... And then we get a, a three-episode dump of The Boys on with an episode weekly. a weekly format. Let's not... To mention... Uh, next week we got Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, and this is the least prepared I've ever been for a Jurassic Park movie. Oh yeah, like I just really thought it was coming out last week. I was like, "That's coming out in a week." I didn't know until you t- you said something. Normally, so. I've normally when it's coming up on a Jurassic Park film, I've watched the entire franchise. I'm gonna try and watch a whole bunch of uh, yeah Jurassic because, Parks in the coming days. This is gonna be the culmination. This is the last one. This is going to have all the old, all the new. It's going to have Alan Grant, Owen Grady. <laughs> it's going to end the story of Jurassic Park. Supposedly. Yeah. 
It, supposedly, yeah. Yeah. But so stay tuned, and we're gonna try to get. We're gonna try and get. We're gonna try get, to cover try to get it all. To everything. We're yeah. gonna try to cover it all. So, and we should be putting out an episode of just you and Josh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're seeing this, the it's already live. It's the uh, state of play. So make sure PlayStation you, state of play. We uh, discuss that and all the re- announcements and releases that they that they were talking yep, about. Yep. So make sure to check that out. And I think that's all I've got. Yeah, it seems like it to me. Well, that's another episode of the Dumb Dominoes podcast. Yep. Bye.